Well, you can. It's continue. even funnier when O'Brien gets into it because he's good. <laughs> <laughs> and I get him all riled up. <laughs> I get him triggered. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Literally Literary. Literary. With us, <laughs> as always, is Mr. Sean O'Brien. Yeah, sorry. I announced you first. <laughs> and then we also have Mr. Sean Faubernitz. Sean Faub. And I am Joey Bonnier. Well done, sir. Uh, Merry Christmas. I'm not the host, though. Merry Christmas. Really? It? It's yes. not yet. We it's Christmas today. Shut up. So, this comes out on Christmas Day. That's very exciting. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. Yes. Oh. What do you think this is? A parade? Do you think there's snow? Will we have a white Christmas? Some places in the world, sure. Don't be racist. You mean in Kansas? <laughs> there's never snow in Kansas. Well, I meant a white Christmas. Oh, that's good. I get it. That took me way too long. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he's the one who said it first, actually. Do you guys want to continue the listening conversation? Or I guess we're done. You can Still do it. agreed with me. It's what do you want to say? Day. Listening to a book is reading a book. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I understand it's not pedantically, like, you know, technically reading in the in the sense that, you know, yeah, you're not to using up, your eyes to read. To catch up the listeners, Mr. O'Brien accused me of reading Trump's book. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Bonnier took uh, uh, umbrage with such terminology in fact that I was listening to said book. Correct. That yeah. is accurate, yeah. sir. <laughs> Well broken I'll, down. Man. I'll leave the listeners to decide whether or not I was Don't in fact reading. Don't fucking phrase it like that, because then of course I'm wrong. You be the judge. <laughs> like, of, course of course he's listening to the book. But the question is whether or not reading, like reading Does is reading synonymous with consuming. Yeah, yeah, like colloquially, if you read a book, you're consuming a book. I, I'm just in, I'm in general encouraging of anybody consuming a book, period. So if your version of, if you want, if you know, if it makes you feel good to hear that Do you make fun that of them listening to a book is reading a book. Then fine. If it makes people who are reading a book, you know, discouraged of reading a book because people who are listening to book are equal to them, fuck you. <laughs> like, when it, no. I, I just wouldn't say I read a book I listened to. Um, I guess just because it's it's not in tune with my brand. Okay. Well, that's a good point then. Okay. So how would, how should you say I consumed a book by way of my ears? I listened to it. I, had an I audio don't book. like that. Yeah. I listened to a book. It's accurate. It's certainly it's accurate. I just there's something there's something unpoetic about it. Well, listening is not just hearing. I think it's it's like a level above. So I think I like it. It you're you're comprehending. Yeah, when you when you read bedtime stories to a child, is that reading the book? For when the, you read it to a child from the oh, child's they, perspective, child yeah. Has has that child then read that book? I, Speaking of, were you guys read to as a kid? No. Not at all. How about Sean O'Brien? By the way, we'll get back I, to that. I, in a I don't. I don't fully. Re- my 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 mom and dad are probably yelling me right now. I don't know. I really don't. You don't know. Kind of fully remember. What was the first book you remember? I don't know. Reading at all? Like your first book? You remember the very first book I ever read? Yeah, like a, I don't. I'll, I know mine, but I'm just I'm asking you. I remember. I I don't, this probably this obviously wasn't the first one, but one of the first books I remember like kind of really enjoying and rereading and liking was called, oh my God. It was called My Teacher is an Alien by Bruce Cavill. That wow. sounds vaguely familiar. Sounds yeah. like something Sean Fowler That's say. the first yeah. book I really remember. And it's so much so to the fact that I had like a little like shitty IBM computer hmm. and I wrote a letter to the author um, 
you know, just I, I don't even know, you know, basically like, you know, I, hey, Mr. Dear Mr. Cavill, I really liked your book. I, it was good. And it was like a whole letter or whatever. You fucking nerd. And, and what's even worse is that I, like, once you turn the, like, I was done with it. But then that's it. There's no like I didn't know they, there wasn't a printer attached to it, and it wasn't word processing. It there was, was literally no just on the black. It was just on <laughs> like the black funny. screen. So when I turned, I'm like, okay, well that's done. I turned the computer off, and that was gone. And then so I I turned it on again, and I rewrote it. And I did this like two times, and I think I I did finally print it out one of the. T- I was like, I need to figure out a way. I think I might have asked. I'm like, I've written this letter. <laughs> so times. interesting that that's like so symbolic. Like you're reading has led you to frustratingly practice writing over and over again. And it's, wow, that's so and it's led to this like side effect of becoming a good writer because you really had 10,000 hours somehow by frustratingly <laughs> rewriting <laughs> a letter to Bruce Cavill about my teacher. It's amazing. And wow. I, there also was, by the way, a sequel to that, which I don't remember the name of it, but it was along the lines of that anyway. I should find that actually at the bookstore. I wonder if that's somewhere. I want your letter is what I want. Yeah, when, I wonder. When I was required to read, I always gravitated towards the Choose Your Own Adventures. Cause it, oh, yeah, it was, for sure. Because it was, you know, a full-size book, but you could usually read about <laughs> five pages and get to an ending where someone dies. So. Speaking of which, I like them. Merry Christmas to all. I have books. Um, it's still not Christmas. I only have two. It is Christmas, for fuck's sake. When this comes out, it'll be Christmas. Christmas when this Eve? comes out, it'll be the 19th. No, it will be Christmas Day. This do comes you, out on December 25th. Do you get presents on Christmas yes. Eve or Christmas Day? What do you mean? You're pointing to me as if I don't know, right? So we have this, what? So that's going to be the one we just did, guys. And then Christmas this is questions. the next one, and then that's Christmas. No. Yes. What's what day is this? The fourth. Today. Today is the eighteenth. Yeah. Then we're going to release the literary. That's the Robert Frost one. Robert that, Frost is the eleventh, and yeah. then fucking then it was the night before Christmas. Is what's the going 19th. on? That's all the same. No, there's different <laughs> episodes. What's going on? Sausage everywhere. How are you guys the ones engaged in this? isn't Christmas Day, it changes what I do. This is going to be Christmas. Okay. We're close enough. We can still do it. How many episodes are in the bank right now? Take a look. Fuck this. Fucking sausage everywhere. By the way, you can always choose a different book. We should not be recording this. Should I cut? Don't cut. How dare you cut? (laughs) I do what I want. But to be fair, we we, recorded right away. Beauty beauty is truth. That's all you know in life and all you need to know, my friend. Oh, my God. To thine own self, bitch. What am I doing here? By the way, that was Ode on Aggression Earned by John Keats I just quoted. (laughs) Joey's rolling his eyes and... Oh, my God. You broke my Duchometer. Yeah, like... Like the the Proust the Proust just overwhelmed. There were twelve Proust's on you, this scale of ten. It didn't measure, and his your eyes Proust. broke. So yeah, tell me how right I am, Sean Fa. I have Robert Frost. Uh huh. And after that is Twelfth Night and Twelfth Night before Christmas. Podcast gold, mm, gentlemen. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good everyone. night. Everyone. <laughs> to all a horrible podcast. <laughs> I have two books with me right now. I have two books. Oh, yeah. You see two? Just go on. You're right. Is it Christmas or not? Nod your head. Good. We're good. Sean's giving me the thumbs up. Oh, my God. He's showing his sausage. I'm going to rub it all over your face. Ew. That's a It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Um, Can I ask Christmas questions? Sure. Um, oh, as a resident non-Christmas celebrator, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> the 
<laughs> You're welcome, people. That, that was the pro-Semitic way of saying it. Sure. Remember that time I was like, let's read a Christmas story. Let's read a Jewish story. Oh, my God. Because you're Jewish, and I, you like that, right? I just went and to a Glee, a Glee Club performance where they had one uh, Hanukkah song. You're and it was yeah. called Hanukkah in Santa Monica. Oh, my God. And I might have cringed more than any human being has ever cringed right, in his entire so. life. Oh, my God. It hurt. It hurt real deep. Hanukkah in Santa Monica. So as an outsider, what are your Christmas questions? Yeah. Oh, okay. When do you get presents, first of all? Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Yes. Both? Yes. Really? Yeah. We used to go over my my grandma's house on Christmas Eve, and we'd exchange presents that night, and then we'd uh, do Christmas Day with- um, Okay, so all the movies yeah. kind of lied to me then. It's no, Christmas no. Day. It's Christmas Day is when different, typically people get Christmas presents in the morning. Christmas morning yeah. is when you get your presents. Different families do it differently, but for us, it was like extended family Christmas Eve and then like yeah. nuclear family Christmas Day. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. That's how it is. You wake up in the morning, you go down, you see your presents, you go open them, and you fucking yeah. listen. Santa was uh, Christmas. Is morning. there a specific meal you have every time? Is there Christmas ham, for instance? For everyone uh, or, in, for, or for us? Yeah, no. My, my uncle was into prime rib, so we did that. On so you just Christmas. do whatever the family tradition is? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Typically. Some there, are there really into no... like turkey on Christmas. Some yeah, are. Yeah, our family does turkey. turkey. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. Our yeah. family does turkey, but but it's not. No, everybody has a, a, a specific thing. Turkey's probably yeah. the most popular. But turkey you just did on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I know. It's, it's yeah. just a holiday it, thing. Is it leftovers? No, no. No one does no. that, right? No, it's a, no, no. No, you do another turkey. I guess that's really you're doing fucking le- leftovers. Yeah. yeah, you're doing leftovers through New Year's, but you know. Yeah, it's just a turkey genocide from yeah. November to What New do we Year's. have against turkeys? Oh, they're, they're delicious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forgot. Exactly. <laughs> Although, shout out to the pumpkin genocide. To be mm. honest, it's way worse. But we, we the thing is, with the things that we eat and kill, we grow the fuck out of like there's more turkeys probably in the world than ever before there's mm-hmm. more cows than ever before Gobble yeah cow. but those aren't real cows they're slave cows no they're like completely gen- do you think a black and white alex cow jones is uh <laughs> what, alex jones over here yeah they're I'm, just completely genetically manipulated i mean black and rise white is- cows <laughs> my bovine children they there's yeah mm. but then that's everything that we do <laughs> they did jump off the cliff in that south park episode I, I was just trying to do a south park reference yeah. but all i said was moo and i'm yeah. like oh that doesn't translate it I figured, really yeah. you figured it out. i mean it so. translated to me so yeah we got books what other what well no no what other questions do you have any more christmas oh questions? yeah that's right uh joey's christmas corner yeah what about the tree like do you guys always go get a real tree you go like Not chop, anymore. You don't my, chop it down. Obviously. My dad for years had been lobbying to get a fucking fake tree because he's like, I'm the yeah. only one who does all the fucking work, so fuck this bullshit. Yeah. And finally, my my uh, my sisters and my mom acquiesced, and um, and they got a fake tree for a while. But then I think a couple of years later, my dad got tired of the fake tree too, and he's like, fuck this bullshit, and he threw that <laughs> that one out. And we just got a new tree, as far as I understand, this past uh, Thanksgiving. Just got a brand new fake tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I lived with my grandparents, it was a real tree. Well, they actually usually had two trees, one real tree and one uh, fake silver tree. Um, this Silver was, and gold. Yeah. Uh, then when I uh, moved in with my stepfather, it was always a fake tree. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and by the way, I just recently learned that mass is not for everyone. It's only for Catholics. Is that correct? correct? Yeah. So I guess my other question Which is- Which in, is everyone as far as I was concerned- <laughs> I, I didn't know any different. I thought mass was for every Christian. So yeah, yeah. Uh, service. I guess you call. It? I don't know. What do you call it? Church is going to church. Yeah, a yeah, church service would be applicable to everything. Everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but like Protestants wouldn't. Some Protestants do call it mass. Um, most of the time, no. I mean, it's mm. like I, my my family was Lutheran, so that's as ah. that's like you know that's like the di- that's like the diet. 
yeah. Catholic. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, Catholic Catholicism is like the OG Christian gotcha, Christianity, gotcha. and then right after but that, it seems is like there's Lutheran. a lot of liberal Catholics. Yeah, for sure. That's, just because there's a lot of them. It's just because that is the larger, older religion. But you know, people in general have gotten. Older. I, yeah, there's, I have there's the connotation kind of rooted in. I have the connotation that Catholics are like lefties, and like Protestants are more um, like extremist uh, evangelicals. No, no. It's, so it's it's, it's actually yeah, it's the it's not the other way around. It's that it's split. It's that Catholics That's generally true. are typically more liberal, but they're conservative as far as like the 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 church doctrine, yeah. right? But okay. where Protestants have a, just a huge spectrum across the board I of see, Christianity, okay. like some are insanely liberal to the extent that like they're basically not even Christian, and some are uh, obviously you know Westboro Baptist Church kind of gotcha. whatever. Okay, I understand. Um, do you guys go? And when when do you go? Do you go Christmas Eve? Is it and is it like a no, big I don't deal? fucking go. You don't Period. Yeah, my, we're not. Religious. Yeah, not since I was a kid. Well, okay, I meant when you were a kid. Like, what, what's it? Were you a kid? Is it a big, is it a big mass, difference? Yeah. Midnight mass. Is it big? Di- oh, it's you go at midnight. Uh, you can. That's like a thing. Yeah, yeah. that's at, a thing. on Christmas Eve. Yeah, there. Yeah, there isn't always. So it's like a countdown, mass, like on New Year's, <laughs> like a ball drop. No, it's like no, because you're in mass. <laughs> yeah. Do you do like a special be, prayer, like at like twelve o'clock? I think you usually. I think it's more so that you can spend Christmas with the family. Dude, I would like time that out and play all the organs at the same time. The best, part, the best part about Christmas Mass at like midnight was, or basically kind of church around Christmas time in general, is that the fucking music is rad. Like usually, the I music was very is so jealous shitty. of that. You know, Jews can't play any instruments on Shabbos, so oh, no shit. We, so no or way. unless the most liberally kind of do, but you, so we can't only sing. Like we can't, no instruments. No, I was always jealous of like the organ. Like that's such a cool aspect of church that I would have fucking loved. Well, it's not even because you or typically the guitars. Songs are, like I had friends who were like, I played guitar in church. I'm like, uh-huh. fuck, I wish I could play guitar in mm. shul. I mean, typically the typically the thing. songs or the hymns in church are fucking lame and boring and like slow and shitty. But <laughs> depends but, on the church you go to. You're right. That's true. But I didn't go to a black. In Blues church, Brothers, so. it looked awesome. <laughs> no, I wasn't even meaning that. Like, I know. I'm kidding. By I where I grew up, there was a super church, uh, very close to my proximity. Right. Okay. So yeah, the mega churches. They yeah, had those. Yeah. Where it's more like you know uh, Creed playing. Than, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's more, I love that. It's that uh, you know. Oh wait, that was Christian rock. No, but you did. That was it's not. Stained. That was stained. We That's, went over this already. You were the person who knew yeah. that. I know. I know. <laughs> well, it's all the same to me. Creed stained. Creed is specially. Everclear. Yeah. I like the Creed. Fuck. I actually enjoy Creed. That's in, that's a very embarrassing thing. For Creed me to isn't say. bad. I, I'm not. I'm okay with Creed. I will enjoy uh, Six Feet from the Edge. <laughs> I'm six feet. It's a good song. I will defend that song. Anyway, um, no, but I'm. It's not so much that. It's that the Sorry. Christmas. The only real hymns that were like Christmas song, or the only good Silent Night. Sure, that's one of them. But but it, Holy Night. But you know the same one. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Oh, Holy Night is the same as Silent Night? No, Oh, no. Holy Night is different. Yeah. But that might, I think that might be my favorite Christmas song. Which one? Hard to say. Oh, Holy Night. Is that the one with Carbon Six? Yes. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I really love that one too. It's I don't know what my favorite Christmas song is. Christmas at Ground Zero. <laughs> <laughs> no. I told you, what, White Christmas by Otis Redding. Yeah. Check it out. I'm going to have to listen to it. Serious. This episode is so long. We didn't even read. It's about Christmas though. <laughs> are you ending the episode or are you just playing the song? No, I'm just playing the best Christmas song. Shout out to D Sprawls. <laughs> Last minute shopping has got me giving up. I love Christmas though. I used to hate Christmas. Really? Yeah. I still do. I, as a kid, I liked it, but now My birthday I'm not is so December fond of it. 30th. Oh. You always so get it's always been. No, 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 no. Everyone was <laughs> I can say that. I know you can. 
This song is very good. Uh, it has one minor chord in it, which I really like. Which is like a nice little sad take on Christmas. Yeah, that's why I like it. The juxtaposition. Paul McCartney loves this song. I don't doubt that. Probably John Lennon more, but yeah. <laughs> that's what I meant. It's okay. Oops. Sorry. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Well said, Mr. Sprawls. I have two books with me. Two. I have A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens here on my Kindle. And I have Dubliners by James Joyce, which at the end is The Dead, which is a Christmas story. Both of which are very long. We won't get to all of them, but. Um, let's, uh, let's let you decide this time. What do you want? Christmas Carol. No, not you, Sean Fah. Sean O'Brien. What do you want? It's too late. Okay. It's too late. It seems like that's We already indulged to. his choicey in this. No, we have not. We have never indulged. My, the very first episode of this, which wasn't even an episode of anything, I was just like, I'm reading Ulysses because it's Bloom's Day. <laughs> and you were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing we can do. I, I, I like how my voice is the comic book guy. <laughs> I picture no, you more as Oscar the Grouch. Um, I don't know what it is. I feel like I've just, I've used... Anyway, I'll tell you later, actually. I'll tell you what it really is. Oh, God. It's, it's, it's really not, it's insulting. Not, it's nothing bad. It's a friend of ours yeah. that I, I use that same voice in a weird way for no reason. Hmm. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Joe, uh, he's currently laughing. Um, okay. Anyway, A Christmas Carol by Charles Read! Dickens. Read! A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Any questions? You haven't read anything yet. I understand. <laughs> is this his most popular book? I don't think so. Do you? I don't know. It's probably up there, come to think of it. Yeah, is maybe. One... But I, I almost feel like it's one of those things like Stairway to Heaven. Like you don't think Stairway to Heaven is uh, as Led Zeppelin. You just know the song and mm. it's kind of like okay. larger than thou. And I, I, or, well, uh, than that's thou. clearly their Larger than whatever. Well, sure. But I mean like, you know, and so many people know the song and might not know who the who the you know the artist is in right. this case i think it's sort of the same oh, thing with I christmas see. carol i think everybody knows life. the christmas carol but yeah. not everybody knows it's charles dickens so that's this, an interesting point i think so maybe just the one with the bb gun correct right on. <laughs> it's in a red red rider rider red a red rider <laughs> bb gun <laughs> um so as a as a charles dickens book the most the Speaking kind of, of most dickens did you say most famous or most popular or like most loved or whatever. Whatever you say. Christmas? Most famous? I would say yes. The most famous. Oh, so, okay. So. I think that'd be like. The first thing I think of is Oliver <laughs> Twist. I would probably say Oliver Twist is like, you know. Oh, Dickens. The most, most Charles Dickensy book mm. that's yeah. there. Dickensian. It's true. Yeah, the most Dickensian <laughs> book. Um, and, the, and so, like, theoretically the most famous in that capacity, if you mm. want to phrase it that way. But, um. As far as his most famous, if you don't want to phrase it that way, yeah, maybe it is a Christmas This is Carol. the only one that was a Muppet movie. They didn't do an Oliver Twist kind of version of Muppets? No. Oh. There is a character. That I, I, Google it, people. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do this. I, I guess I'm, I'm going to take, I don't know if I'm going to take my glasses off for this one. Oh, this shit. Might not be it's getting serious. Know? I know I did, but I probably shouldn't have. This might not have take been smart. Take it off. This Dude, was like a boxer derobing. I'm reading off of a Kindle, so I'm like. Mm. All right. how to read. Here we go. Don't pretend like you don't love this. 
I do. I'm very excited. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> bah humbug. So this is stave one. <laughs> stave one. And there's a little footnote. We haven't even begun the fucking thing. I wonder if I could just look at So stave. Dickens divided his work into staves instead of chapters, just as a composer would divide a song or carol into staves. Staves. I- <sighs> staves. What an asshole, Sean O'Brien. Staves. You're right. Boners so correct. It's because of the music reference. I know it's true. Anyway, so this the it's actually called. Um, we call them staff. So now I think you're right. St. Yeah. So it must come from that. Um. Oh, there's a preface. Oh, cool. Okay. There's a preface. Preface of the book. I have endeavored in this ghostly little book to raise the ghost of an idea which shall not put my readers out of humor with themselves, with each other, with the season, or with me. May it haunt their houses pleasantly, and no one wish to lay it. Their faithful friend and servant, C.D., December 1843. Hmm. Stave one, Marley's ghost. Marley was dead to begin with. There is no doubt whatever about that. The register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. Scrooge signed it. And Scrooge's name was good upon changes, upon change for anything he chose to put his hand to. Old Marley was as dead as a doornail. Mind, I don't mean to say I, that I don't know, of my own knowledge, what there is particularly dead about a doornail. God damn it, I can't read right now. My fucking eyes are killing me. Okay, I'm gonna do better. <laughs> this is gonna be bad, guys. I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make the fucking thingies bigger. How do I make the... He's pinch zooming right now. We're currently trying to. I'm trying to make the thing bigger. He's trying to make the text bigger so How does can one, read. Let's do that. He's okay. such a nerd. Yes, I can read. This is fantastic. He did the oh yes. Oh my God. Thing. He's the only human being on earth to actually say it out loud. All right, kids. Everything's going to be okay. Mind, I don't mean to say that I know of my own knowledge what there is particularly dead about a doornail. I, I might have been inclined myself to regard a coffin nail as the, dead, as the deadest piece of ironmongery in the trade. But the wisdom of our ancestors is in the simile, and uh, and my unhallowed hands shall not disturb it, or the country is done for. You will therefore permit me to repeat, Scrooge knew he- What the fuck? I can't. This is bad. I'm sorry, guys. This episode sucks. Do you want to you switch? No, it's fine. I don't have I don't have a book. I don't have a, like a regular version of it. I meant to Joyce. No, no, no. I'm good. Um, Damn, but there was a moment I threw the bait out the there. And my unhallowed hand shall not disturb it, or the country is done for. You will therefore permit me to repeat emphatically that Marley was as dead as a doornail. Scrooge knew he was dead? Of course he did. How could it be otherwise? Scrooge and he were partners for I don't know how many years. Scrooge was his sole executor, his sole administrator, his sole assign, his sole residuary uh, legatee, his sole friend and sole mourner. Sole asylum. And even Scrooge was not so dreadfully cut up by was the sound. But that he, Bill Murray. But that he was that an undoubted bargain. The mention of Marley's Bob funeral. In that one. The mention of Marley's funeral brings me back to the point I started from. There is no doubt that Marley was dead. It is Gonzo. This must be distinctly understood, or nothing wonderfully can come out of the story I'm going to relate. If we were not perfectly convinced that Hamlet's father died before the play began, there would You're be just sneaking that shit. There in would now. be nothing more remarkable in his taking a stroll at night, in an easterly wind upon his own ramparts, than there would be in any other middle-aged gentleman rash, 
uh, rashly turning after dark in a breezy spot, say St. Paul's churchyard, for instance, literally to astonish his son's weak mind. Scrooge never painted out old Marley's name. There it stood, years afterwards, above the warehouse door, Scrooge and Marley. The firm was known as Scrooge and Marley. Sometimes people knew to the... Sometimes people knew... Marley was the old Mortimer dude, right? Sometimes that people knew to dog. the business called Scrooge Scrooge, and sometimes Marley, but he answered to both names. It was all the same to him. Oh, but he was a tight-fisted hand at both names. It was all... What? Oh, sorry. It was a tight-fisted hand at the grinds. This fucking... It, every, time, every, time it, every time it like changes the page, it like fucks me up a little bit. Because it keeps showing the... Anyway. Whenever I hear fisted, I think ham. Ham-fisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It bothers me. Oh, but he was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone. Scrooge, a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. Hand and sharp as hand and sharp as flint, uh, from which no steel had ever struck out generous fire. Secret and self-contained and solitary as an oyster. The cold within him froze his old features, nipped his pointed nose, shriveled his cheek, stiffened his gait, made his eyes red as thin limbs blue, and spoke out shrewdly in the grating voice. A frosty rhyme was on his head, and on his eyebrows and his wiry chin. He carried his own low temperature always about with him. He iced his office in the dog days and didn't thought one degree at Christmas. External heat and cold had little influence on Scrooge. No warmth could warm, no wintry weather chill him. No wind that blew was bitterer than he. No, falling snow was more intent upon its purpose. No pelting rain less open to entreaty. Foul weather didn't know where to Wait, have him. Wait, is this him. the same story as the Grinch? No. The, f- uh, the, heavy- the heaviest rain and snow and hail and sleet could boast of the... I thought I- it was I Marley and me. It's close, but no. Mm. Damn it. The heaviest rain and snow and hail and sleet could boast of advantage over him in only one respect. They often, quote, came down handsomely, and Scrooge never did. Nobody ever stopped him in the street to say, what, with gladsome looks, My dear Scrooge, how are you? When will you come to see me? No beggars implored him to bestow a trifle. No children asked him what it was a clock. No man or woman ever once in all his life inquired the way to such and such a place of Scrooge. Even the blind men's dogs appeared to know him, and, when they saw him coming, would tug their owners into doorways and up courts, and then would wag their tails as though they said, No eye at all is better than an evil eye, Dark Master. This sounds like a fantastic existence. Like... <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be Scrooge. Yeah. McDuck. It's what? good to be the Scrooge. I'm missing a, I'm missing a page. The crowded paths of life. What's happening? Do you want to skip to uh, an ending part? No, 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 it's the, fine. The, the Dark Master. Stupid. The crowded paths of life, warning all human sympathy to keep its distance, was what the knowing ones called, quote, nuts to Scrooge. Once upon a time, of all the good days in the year, on nuts Christmas Eve. Nuts crazy, right? What? Nuts meaning crazy, right? Yes. Okay. Chestnuts roasting. Totally different. <laughs> Once upon a time. Of all the good days in the year, on Christmas Eve, old Scrooge sat busy in his counting house. It was cold, bleak, biting weather, foggy withal, and he could hear the people in the court outside go wheezing up and down, beating their hands upon their breasts and stamping their feet upon the pavement stones to warn them. The city clocks had only just gone three, but it was quite dark already. It had not been light all day, and candles were flaring in the windows of the neighbor's office, like ruddy smears on the palpable brown air. 
The fog came pouring in at every at every chink and keyhole, and was so dense without that. Although the court was of the narrowest, the houses opposite were phantoms. To see the dingy cloud come drooping down, obscuring everything, one might have thought that the crowded path of light, warning all the human. What the fuck? Sorry. That came drooping down and scary. Nature lived hard by and was brewing on a large scale. Are nook and crannies racial slurs? No. Here it comes, guys. The scary part. Do you really not know what a nook and cranny is? The door of Scrooge's counting house was open. That he might keep his eye upon his clerk, who... In a dismal little cell beyond, in a dismal little cell beyond, a sort of tank was copying letters. Scrooge had very small fire, but the clerk's fire was so much smaller than it looked like one coal. But he couldn't replenish it, for Scrooge Bob kept the coal box in his own room. And so surely was the clerk came in with a shovel. The master predicated that it would be necessary for them to part. It's also risen. wherefore did the clerk put? Wherefore the Wherefore, the clerk put on his white comforter and tried to warm himself the candle in which effort, not being a man of a strong imagination, he failed. A Merry Christmas, Uncle! God save you! cried a cheery voice. It was the voice of Scrooge's nephew who came <clears throat> upon him so quickly that was this first imitation he had of his approach. Bah! said Scrooge. Humbug! He had so heated himself with rapidly walking the fog and frost, this nephew of Scrooge's, that he was all in glow. His face was ready handsome, his eyes sparkled, and his breath smoked again. "'Christmas a humbug, uncle,' said Scrooge's nephew. "'You don't mean that, I am sure.' "'I do,' said Scrooge. "'Merry Christmas! What, what right have you to be merry? What reason have you to be merry? You're poor enough?' "'See, Batman?' "'Yeah, I was trying to find the voice, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know, what is, the, what is a good Scrooge voice?' I do. I do. I do. That was Bane. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like two about, o'clock in the morning. How about I'm like tired. an old Michael Caine? I do. That doesn't work. That was Sean Connery. Yeah. I'll take Sean Connery. Mm, McConaughey. McConaughey? Fuck this. All right, hang on. <laughs> Christmas a humbug, Uncle, said Scrooge's nephew. You don't mean that, I'm sure. I do, said Scrooge. Merry Christmas. What right do you have to be merry? What reason have you to be merry? You're poor enough. Come then, returned the nephew, gaily. What right have you to be dismal? What reason do you have to be morose? You're rich enough. Scrooge, having no better ready, ha- having no an- better answer ready to the spur of a moment, said, bah! again, and followed up with, humbug. Don't be cross, uncle, said the, god damn it, this fucking Kindle. <laughs> Where the fuck did it fucking go now? Is it a choose your own adventure Kindle? Came upon his boss. Where the fuck am I? Don't be cross, uncle. Said that uncle. That's where you were. Ugh. Why is it fucking? Uh, I'm done. Don't be cross. I'm gonna get to the cool part if I can find it. Whatever. <laughs> Scrooge probably gets pissy and says some shit. What is humbug? Uh, it actually means like bullshit or like, um, God rest like uh, you know, kind of made up shenaniganery. What's with the bah? The bah is weird to bah. me. Yeah, yeah. I actually love saying bah humbug. Yeah. Just kind of like. Yeah, but because of the book. But if people really say bah. Oh, I say bah more than I say humbug for sure. I'll buy that, I guess. I'll bah that. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, good. That was bad. It was bad. It bah. was bah dead. It's bad. I can't even do it. Bad. Bad. 
<laughs> yeah, it just sounds like I'm doing like a, a city in Iraq or something. <laughs> Abbottabad. That's in not that's in uh, Pakistan. Very famous. It's where the Horrible. ISI is. Yeah, ISI. Yeah, their secret service. Oh, oh, actually, their army, not their secret service. Mm. Scrooge took his melancholy dinner in the usual melancholy tavern, having read all the newspapers and beguiled the rest of the evening with the banker's book, went home to bed. He lived in chambers, which had once belonged to his deceased partner. They were in a they were a gloomy suite of rooms in a lowering pile of a building up a what yard. Are chambers? Where, Is that like an apartment? Mm-hmm, where it had been where it had, had so little business to be that one could scarcely help fancying it must have been run uh run there when it was a young house, playing a hide and seek with other houses, and had forgotten the way forgotten the way out again. It was old enough now, and dreary enough, for nobody lived in it but Scrooge, the other rooms being all let out of offices. The yard was so dark that even Scrooge, who knew its every stone, was fain to grope with his hands. The fog and frost so hung about the black old gateway of the house that it seemed as if the genius of the weather sat in mournful meditation on the threshold. Now it is a fact that there was nothing at all particular about the knocker on the door, except that it was very large. It is also a fact that Scrooge had seen it, night and morning, during his whole residence in that place. Also that Scrooge had had a little of what is called fancy about him, as any man of the city of London ever including, which is a bold word, the corporation, alderman, and livery. Let it also be borne in mind that Scrooge had not bestowed one thought on Marley since his last mention of seven years' dead partner that afternoon. And then, let any man explain to me, if he can, how it happened that Scrooge, having his key in the lock of the door, saw in the knocker without its undergoing any intermediate process of change not a knocker but marley's face joey just showed me a picture of charles dickens and it really makes me want fried chicken marley's face it was not an impenetrable shadow as the other objects in the yard were but had a dismal light about it like a bad lobster in a dark cellar it was not angry or ferocious but looked at scrooge as marley had looked with ghostly spectacles turned up on its ghostly forehead the hair was curiously stirred, as if by breath of hot air. And, Still keep seeing Marley and as a dog. The, and though the eyes were wide open, they were perfectly motionless. That, and its livid color, made it horrible. But its horror seemed to be in spite of the face and beyond its control, rather than a part of its own expression. As Scrooge looked fixedly at the, f- at the phenomenon, it was a knocker again. Phenomenon. To say that it was not at all startled, or that it, to say that he was not at all startled, or that his blood was not conscious of a terrible sensation to which it had been a stranger from infancy, would be untrue. <laughs> but he put in his the hand, air much in the way bricks don't. But he put his hand. Uh, but he put upon. But he put his hand upon the key he had re- relinquished, turned it sturdily, walked in, and lighted his candle. He did pause with a moment's irresolution before he shut the door, and he. Did look cautiously before at first, as if he half expected to be terrified with the sight of Marley's pigtail sticking out into the nuts he held the knocker on. So he said, poo-poo, and closed it with a bang. He said, poo-poo? He said, poo-poo. Purple? The the sound resounded through the house like thunder. Every room above and every cask in the wine merchant's cellars below appeared to have a separate pearl of echoes on of its own. Scrooge was not of a man to be frightened by echoes. He fastened the door and walked across the hall and up the stairs, slowly, too, trimming the candles as he went. You may talk vaguely about driving a coach and six up a good flight of stairs. What is trimming candles? Uh, trimming? 
Is that uh, flicking them out or is that like... Turning it down. Like the oil. Oh, I'm thinking wax. Okay, cool. Uh, or the bad young active parliament. But I mean to say you might have got a hearse up the staircase and taken it broadwise with the splinter bar toward the wall and the door toward the uh, the balstrads. The balstrads? B-A-L-U-S-T-R-A-D-E-S? Ball gag. <laughs> and done it easy. There was plenty of width for that and room to spare, which is perhaps the reason why Scrooge, though he thought he saw a locomotive hearse going on before in the gloom. Half a dozen gas lamps out on the street wouldn't have lighted the entry too well. A locomotive so hearse? Tr- hearse. Hearse. Locomotive hearse. Right. Uh, sorry. And that was oh, not hearse, but a hearse. Um, so a train that carries dead people, there was a specific train for that? Maybe. It might just be a poetic phrase. Mm. What was the word that you needed to know? Balstrade? Yeah, balstresses. I, I feel like it's a, It's just a, it's not very interesting. I feel like it's just a, a thing, like a, like a, it's a, it's a furniture thing. It is. It's a railing. Mm. That's, the, yeah, I was going to say like the little balls in the fucking, okay, anyway. That's um, nowhere near as interesting as maps. This <laughs> is like a throwback to an episode that nobody, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. To a different show. <laughs> So you may suppose that it was pretty dark with Scrooge's dip. Up Scrooge went, not carrying a button for that. Darkness is cheap, and Scrooge liked it. But before he shut his heavy door, he walked through his rooms to see that all was right. He had just enough recollection of the face to desire to do that. Sitting room, bedroom, lumber room, all as they should be. Nobody under the table, nobody under the sofa, a small fire in the grate, spoon and basin ready, and a little saucepan of gruel. Scrooge had a cold in his hand. Upon the hob. Nobody had a cold in his hand? Cold. Yeah, had a cold in, in his head. Sorry. A cold in his head. A co- yeah, sick. saucepan okay. of gruel. Scrooge had a cold in his head. Gotcha. Sorry. Uh, upon the hob. Nobody under the bed, nobody in the closet, nobody in the dressing room with his hanging up in a suspicious attitude against the wall. Lumber room as usual. Old fire guard, old shoes, old fish baskets, washing stand on three legs, and a poker. Quite satisfied, he closed his door and locked himself in. Double locked himself in, which was not his custom. Thus, secured against surprise, he took off his cravat, uh, cravat, uh, put on his dressing gown and slippers and his nightcap and sat down before the fire to take his gruel. It was, a low, it was a very low fire indeed. Nothing on such a bitter night. He was obliged to sit close to it and brood over it before he could extract the least sensation of a warmth from such a handful of fuel. The fireplace was an old one, built by some Dutch merchant long ago and paved all round with quaint Dutch tiles designed to illustrate the scriptures. There were canes and abels, pharaoh's daughters, queens of Sheba, angelic messengers descending through the air on clouds like feather beds, Abrahams, Balthazars, apostles putting off to sea in butter boats, hundreds, hundreds of figures to attract his prophet's rod, and swallowed up in the hole. <laughs> Grow up. Really, his if prophet's each, rod and swallowed up in the hole? If each smooth tile had been a blanket first, with power to shape some picture on its surface from the disjointed fragments of his thoughts, there would have been a copy of old Marley's head on every one. Dude. Humbug, said Scrooge, and walked across the room. After several turns, he sat down again, and he threw his head upon the ch- he threw his head back in the chair. His glance happened to rest upon a bell, a disused bell that hung in the room and communicated, for some purpose, now forgotten, with the chamber in the highest story of the building. It was with great astonishment and with a strange, inexplicable dread that, as he looked, he saw this bell begin to swing. 
It swung so softly in the outset that it scarcely made a sound, but soon it rang loudly, and so did every bell in the house. This might have lasted half a minute, or a minute, but it seemed an hour. The bells ceased as they began together. Why are there so many bells in this house? They were succeeded by a clanking noise, deep down below, as if some person were dragging a heavy chain over the casks in the wine merchant's cellar. Scrooge then remembered to have heard that ghosts in haunted houses were described as dragging chains. The cellar door flew open with a booming sound, and then he heard the noise much louder on the floors below, then coming up the stairs, then coming straight toward his door. It's humbug still, said Scrooge. I won't believe it. His color changed, though, when, without a pause, it came on through the heavy door and passed into the room before his eyes. Upon its coming in, the dying flame leaped up as though it cried, I know him, Marley's ghost, and fell again. The same face, the very same. Marley, in his pigtail, usual waistcoat, tights and boots, the tassels on the letter bristling like his pigtail and his coat skirts and the hair upon his head, the chain he drew with clasped about the, was clasped about the middle. It was long and wound about him like a tail, and it was made, for Scrooge observed it closely, of cash boxes, keys, padlocks, ledgers, deeds, and heavy purses wrought in steel. His body was transparent, so that Scrooge, observing him and looking through his waistcoats, could see two buttons on his coat behind. Scrooge had heard it. Scrooge had often heard it that he Scrooge had often heard it said that Marley had no bowels, but he had never believed it until now. No, nor did he believe it even now, though he looked at the phantom through and through and saw it standing before him, though he felt a chilling like a influence euphemism? and the death cold, yes, and the death cold and marked the very texture of the folded kerchief bound, incredulous, and fought against his senses. Is that like no balls? How now, said Scrooge, caustic and cold as ever. What do you want with me? Much. Marley's voice, no doubt about it. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Phone's gonna die. Or thing's gonna die. (laughs) Much. Marley's voice, no doubt about it. Who are you? Ask me who I was. Who I was. Who were you then, said Scrooge, raising his voice. You're particular for a shade. He was going to say, to a shade, that that substituted this as more appropriate. In life, I was your partner, Jacob Marley. Can you, can you sit down? Asked Scrooge, looking doubtfully at him. I can. Do it then. Scrooge asked the question because he didn't know whether a ghost so transparent might find himself in a condition to take a chair and felt in the event of it, of being and felt in the event of its being impossible, it might involve the, ne- the necessity of an embarrassing event. Oh, sorry. It might involve the necessity of an embarrassing explanation. But the ghost sat down on the opposite side of the fireplace as if he were quite used to it. You don't believe in me, observed the ghost. I don't, said Scrooge. What evidence would you have of my reality beyond that of your own senses? I don't know, said Scrooge. Why do you doubt your senses? Because, said Scrooge, a little thing affects them. A slight. Why are we doing a philosophical element on truth? Like the empiricist, like Dickens all of a sudden is just jumping into like empiricist empiricist philosophy for no apparent reason. He's just like, I wonder what truth is. Let's just do that in a Christmas story. Like, let's just, let's just debate the, the, you know, the, this guy's supposedly a master. (laughs) 
rambling. I mean, it's interesting. It's funny. It's just very. It's just funny. I'm he just sure, goes off on tangents. I'm sure many people weren't weren't like you know considering this at the time. It's it's interesting. It makes sense. Scrooge is an empiricist. He's he wants us to believe this. Um, uh, a slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheats. You may be in maybe undigested bit of beef, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of the under underdone potato. There's more of gravy than of grave about you. There you go, master. Whatever you are. <laughs> Scrooge was not much in the habit of cracking jokes, nor did he feel in the heart by any means waggish then. The waggish. The truth is, yeah. The truth is that he tried to be smart as a means of distracting his own attention and keeping down his terror for the spectators for the specter's voice disturbed the very marrow of his bones. Um oh my god, the thing is gonna be you're gonna be visited by three ghosts. This is boring. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Literary Literary. This is fucking Adam Sandler. It's not Adam Sandler. It's Sean O'Brien's impression of me. That's like a South Park thing, I think. I guess I've made it Adam Sandler. Sorry. Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, crazy Merry Christmas, everybody. It is a Hanukkah movie. Happy Hanukkah.